You want to go ahead and read the thing? The American Whammo Toy Company is responsible for many of the enduring beloved toys, as well as some bizarre toy fads, remembered fondly by millions. The hula hoop, silly string, the slip and slide, the hacky sack, the super ball, the boogie board, and the frisbee are all Whammo products. Many of them so ubiquitous that their very names have become generic terms. Seriously, when was the last time somebody called a frisbee a flying disc toy? Whammo is an incredible success story, cannily creating toy fads over and over during the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. And fads come and go. Very few people today are purchasing Whammo's Instant Fish, Magic Window, or the Huff and Puff Blowgun toys. But those never killed anybody. Surprisingly, for a company that made and sold to children 22 caliber target pistols and slingshots with steel ball ammunition, their deadliest product was a water toy. Before it was recalled, it would cause the death of two children. On this episode of Relative Disasters, the story of the water wiggle. Welcome to Relative Disasters, the show where my sister and I manage our existential dread by discussing terrible and interesting historical events, their contexts, implications, and any related sidebars we feel like discussing. I'm Greg, your host for this episode. And I'm his sister Ella, your co-host. Content warning for this episode, as we said in the teaser, we will be talking about the deaths of two children, so feel free to skip to another episode if that's not something you want to hear about. Uh, Sources for this episode include retrospective articles and the Consumer Product Safety Commission report on the recall of the water wiggle. Mm. The Whammo Toy Company, which, first of all, probably the best name ever for a toy company. Agreed. Did they do whoopee cushions? You know what? I don't think they did. I think the whoopee cushion was much more of a, um, a, uh, what were those called? A practical joke toy. Mm. And this is beyond um, practical jokes. This is these pure are these are like thing. mainstays. Yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so Whammo was founded in 1948. Their first product was the Whammo Slingshot, named for the sound it made when its steel ammunition struck the target. This was a slingshot that was carved out of wood that fired small metal, well, steel balls. The slingshot was powerful enough to be used for target practice and small game hunting. Nope. Not a toy. If you can kill <laughs> a, a squirrel, it's not a toy. If it, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, in 1957, inventor Fred Morrison sold his design for the Pluto Platter toy to Whammo. They refined the manufacturing process, made the disc thicker and more accurately to throw, and renamed it the Frisbee. By 1960, it was a bona fide craze on college campuses. And what was the original name, the Pluto Platter? That was what uh, Fred Morrison had had, uh, been marketing it as. Uh, It was thinner. Mm -hmm. Uh, It didn't have quite the weight to it. And it was called the Frisbee because there was a... One of the college campuses that it really caught on at, they were playing Frisbee games with the Frisbee Pie Company pie plates. Oh, interesting. Okay. So that was, I believe, F-R-I-S-B-I-E, and the toy Frisbee is E-E at the end. So. Okay. However, they had had bigger a bigger hit on their hands, though. Mm-hmm. The hula hoop. Oh, Yeah. 
Introduced in 1957, it is still the most successful toy fad in modern history, selling 25 million hoops in its first four months of production. Wow. Through 1959, it had sold over 100 million, making Whammo $45 million. From hula hoops? From hula hoops. Amazing. And that's $45,1959. That is equivalent to nearly half a billion. Wow. With a B, dollars in 2023 money. Amazing. Yeah. That was incredibly successful. Um, nothing else has come close. Oh, uh, slap bracelets, toy rocks. Who right. does not love a hula hoop? That's a, so a hula hoop is a multi-purpose instrument. Uh, so, because of this, they had the time, the space, and the money to experiment. And the lucrative summer water toys market was their next target. Uh, they introduced the slip and slide in 1961. Famous. Which definitely also nearly got recalled. Uh, yeah, a, no kidding. <laughs> after a rash of injuries, they released materials reminding people that the slip and slide was only designed for children as adults could get up way too much speed, resulting in friction burns and broken bones. Sounds about right. In 1962, they introduced the water wiggle. Now, the water wiggle is not something that looks particularly fun to me, but I wasn't a kid in the 1960s, so what do I know? Uh, in essence, it is a extension to a regular garden hose. Okay. What the water wiggle is, is it is a length of hose, at the end of which is this aluminum nozzle slash hook sort of thing, onto which is attached this plastic head that's sort of shaped like a bell mm -hmm. with a silly face painted on it okay so what you do is you attach the the water wiggle hose to your garden hose and then water shoots up the water wiggle hose through that aluminum spigot contacts with the bottom of the plastic bell part of it mm -hmm. which sends the thing flying around at random just whipping through the air is it attached to the hose Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole time it's attached to the hose. If you want it to stop moving, you have to turn off the water. So it basically. just moves at the end of the hose. It really, really moves. I, I don't know how to describe this other than it's it's basically a water jet. This thing will lift itself right off the ground. It will go flying through the air. Um, it just sort of whips around wildly. And how is this uh, as, fun? Like, how do you play? Yeah, with I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand that myself. Uh, the fun part, it looks like, comes from being sprayed pretty much at random by a wildly dancing, goofy face. Okay. The injury part uh, <laughs> comes from being smashed in the face by an unpredictable plastic headpiece or having the, the hose itself wrap around your neck or any number of other parental supervision required instances. There are so many stories of 60s kids getting black eyes, bruises, chipped teeth, oh, and geez. a few broken bones from this thing. Yeah, it sounds demonic. But I don't, it is I terrifying. I still don't see how this is fun. <laughs> like I don't get it either, there's man. There's no interaction, right? You're just like trying to escape. From no, the... you're you're getting sprayed by it. Yeah, it's sort of like you know those you know those like uh, lawn sprinkle toys where the kids will like you know it'll sort of whip water around and the kids run through it and it's a lot of fun. It's like that only it's like a high pressure water jet 
that could at any point reverse direction and slam into you. Okay. Great. Love yeah. It. In 1975, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, three-year-old Marcus Maloney was playing in, in his yard with the water wiggle when the plastic head came off. Now, this was not an uncommon occurrence. There were a lot of stories of injuries resulting from when the plastic head was removed or broke off mm -hmm. because what you had then was this wildly whipping around aluminum nozzle. Yeah, that's not great. No, it's not. And it's important to point out that the shape of the nozzle is particularly dangerous. It was oddly shaped to help keep the head on. Mm -hmm. So it was in this sort of almost reverse bell shape. Hmm. But it terminates in, I think the, the best way to describe it is almost like a hook. Okay. And what people had noticed is that if the head comes off and this thing gets lodged between the boards of a deck or between solid pieces of lawn furniture, it is nearly impossible to work it free again. I don't like where this is going. And it's going exactly where you think it is because that goes for the throat of a child as well. Ooh. The aluminum nozzle somehow became lodged in Marcus's throat and drowned him in a matter of moments. Oh, dang. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, he was he was three. The Consumer Product Safety Commission got involved. Uh, they investigated and concluded that it was a freak accident. The death was tragic, but it happened in such a set of unlikely circumstances that it didn't pose a danger to the larger public. Um, there, I, It is really hard to find records of lawsuits. I believe there was some sort of settlement worked out between Whammo and uh, the child's family. Hmm. On March 25th of 1978, uh, Robert McCabe of Holly Hill, Florida, was standing in his kitchen when his seven-year-old son Joey ran into the house screaming that their five-year-old son had this thing in his mouth. Oh. McCabe ran outside and found Jonathan Christopher on the lawn with the water wiggle hose pumping down his throat oh, and geez. he was not moving. Robert ordered Joey to shut off the water and he tried to pull the hose out of Jonathan's throat. When it wouldn't come loose, he ran back inside and grabbed a butter knife and attempted to pry it out. Uh, Jonathan drowned in his father's arms. That is horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. The circumstances were nearly identical. The plastic bell head had somehow been removed, and the shape of that aluminum nozzle had been rem impossible to remove once lodged in the child's throat. And this um, is small enough to be swallowed or put in the mouth? Oh, yes. Ooh. The bell part of it, like the plastic head part of it, absolutely not. But that nozzle part of it that, that attaches to it, mm -hmm. yeah. Um. And once again, the child was dead in just moments with gallons of water having been forced down his throat. Oh, that's uh, horrifying. There is an extremely disturbing ME report that I'm not going to quote here, um, but it is absolutely horrifying. The McCabe's sued Whammo, and a safety recall was issued by the Consumer uh, Product Safety Commission on April 13th, that's a mere 19 days after Jonathan McCabe's death, mm -hmm. about 85,000 toys were returned. About two and a half million water wiggles had been sold. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. 
they're still out there. They're lurking in people's garages and landfills. Uh, I could not find any results of the lawsuit that they filed. Uh, while there was no question that the toy caused the child's death, in fact, a, a fact that Wamo's counsel stated in court, uh, it had been tampered with or damaged extensively enough that mm-hmm. I'm not sure they would have been found legally culpable. And as I said, I could not find a record of the outcome of that case. Hmm. The water wiggle has popped up in weird moments throughout uh, the time of its banning. Uh, In the 1990s, there were people selling them at yard sales uh, and people mistakenly called the police on them. um, (laughs) For what? For selling the water wiggle at a yard sale. This was in California Mm -hmm. and uh, nothing... Nothing came of it. Uh, it was just like a weird little, oh, by the way, this thing that killed a couple kids back in the 70s. Somebody was trying to sell it at a yard sale story. Hmm. It mostly lives on as a cautionary tale for both toy design and weird childhood things of the 1960s and 70s. Um, there is a modern version of the water wiggle. Great. Uh that is not sold in North America, <laughs> uh, that has extensively reshaped the components so as to lessen the, the chances of swallowing the nozzle and drowning from it. It's essentially one contiguous piece now. Okay. Uh, it, it can still give you a black eye or a busted lip, though. That's better than drowning, I think. It, uh, in such a horrific way. Yeah, that, that's just... There is another toy called a water wiggle that has nothing to do with this was never produced by whammo uh and shockingly no one ever filed any sort of trademark infringement on it what is uh, this which is this is a small it looks almost like if you made a toilet paper tube out of like plastic uh flexible plastic and filled it with water mm-hmm. um they just sort of you can you can squish them and they'll slide along the ground, or you can throw them at things. Uh, you can stick your fingers in it and move it around. It's a weird little thing and completely legal to own, but uh, has nothing to do with the original water wiggle. Hmm. It's worth mentioning that the other big name toy recall and the one that most people have at least heard about was that of lawn darts. Mm, yeah, those I have heard of. Yeah, we're going to take sort of a sidebar slash co-disaster here. Okay. Um, in their original forms, a lawn dart uh, was about 13 inches long with the standard sort of dart-shaped fins and a quarter inch in diameter uh, weighing anywhere from four to eight ounces. Let's put a nice uh, sharp tip on that. What do you think? And they put a very, very nice sharp tip on that. And uh, and it's an outdoor game. You set up a target, which is sort of like a, a, a hula hoop, fittingly enough. Mm-hmm. And you stand a certain distance away from the target and you try to throw your lawn dart so it will land inside the hoop. Sure. It's not like uh, wall darts where, you know, you have like different points for different areas of targeting. It's just... You're in the hoop or you're not in the hoop. Like basketball. A little bit like basketball, yes. Uh, And uh, in 1987, uh, 
A young girl named Michelle Snow was killed when a tossed lawn dart pierced her skull and her brain. Oh, jeez. It was estimated that because of how lawn darts distribute their weight and velocity impact ratios, basically concentrating all of its force into a sharp metal tip, Mm -hmm. it strikes with the force of nearly 23,000 pounds per square inch. Oh, that poor baby. So all of these tales of people like throwing lawn darts and having them punch holes in their deck and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely will kill a, a person if it, if it hits them in pretty much any vital area. Yikes. Now, interestingly enough, the CPSC had banned lawn darts before 1976. Mm-hmm. In 1976, they reached an agreement with manufacturers to allow lawn dart production under strict circumstances. Uh, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Zero gravity? No, here's the thing. They couldn't <laughs> be sold in they couldn't be sold in toy stores or in <laughs> or near toy departments. Oh, and they had to have clear warnings that they were for adult use only. Okay. Kind of, I guess, following like the cigarette model, you know? Which is hands down the success story of the century. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Uh, The dart that killed Michelle had been part of a set of different lawn games and hadn't even been used before that day. Uh, Her father became a crusader for uh, lawn darts especially, but also, you know, better safety in in things that are accessible by children Mm -hmm. and in 1988 a complete and total ban was issued by the cpsc horrifically uh another child was killed in tennessee the week before the ban was issued so like they put this thing out they spend this time you know deliberating crafting it getting it ready to go and in that time another child was killed by it In 1997, years after it had been banned, a child was killed playing with an old set of lawn darts, and the CPSC had to issue a reminder reminding people that these things are banned, uh, and if you have any old lawn darts sitting around in your garage, shed, or attic, please get rid of them. We actually had, before... before, you know, before we even started this episode, uh, we had a question asked by listener Paul if the water wiggle had killed more children than lawn darts. So, no, Paul, the answer is that uh, lawn darts uh, have caused the death of three children and the water wiggle caused the death of two. Keeping on the lawn dart thing, uh, some companies like to work around the ban, by the way, because good old American ingenuity. Uh, by selling the tips and the fins separately. Hmm. Hmm. You know, so you can buy lawn, metal lawn dart tips and you can buy metal lawn dart fins, but, but don't put them together because that, be, that would be bad. Are they sold as a uh, set? No, they're not sold as a, a set. I think that would be a little too blatant for the uh, CPSC to kind of ignore. Uh, and... Uh, I personally have never wanted to play a lawn game of tossing something into a hoop enough that I'm willing to endanger other people's kids or other people in general, but that's just me. You know, this is America. If you want your kids to get killed by lawn darts, that's your right because freedom? I I guess I'm thinking of like archery and target practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. 
Is it kind of along those same lines, like a game of skill? Do you have to practice? Is it yeah. something? Yeah. It's definitely. Like that? So here's the thing about lawn darts. There are modern lawn darts. They simply have weighted tips, mm -hmm. not pointy tips. And the game is exactly the same. So you okay? throw it through a hoop. So the hoop lays flat on the ground. That's your target area. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's not like, uh, it's not vertical. It's laying down on the ground. Okay. And you're standing a certain distance away from it. And usually you will underhandedly toss it mm -hmm. and try to get it to come up and come back down and, you know, land in the hoop. Um, so it is a game of aim and skill and, and, and all that jazz. It is, it is certainly not as dangerous as archery or target shooting with, you know, uh, firearms, but mm -hmm. it is definitely not something where you would want a sharpened piece of metal that weighs half a pound coming down on your head. No, that's a bad idea. No, that's a really, really poor choice. So in the end, uh, the water wiggle is a weird little footnote in the history of Whammo. They, like so many toy companies, uh, have had their ups and downs through the decades and have been bought and resold over and over again. Their latest product is actually really cool. Uh, it is an electric bike that can fold up and fit inside a backpack. Cool. It costs about $1,400. Has it killed anyone? Not yet. I mean, people, toys are yeah. dangerous. A Leisure activities can be dangerous. Absolutely. I, I think it, and I think it's really worth, you know, reiterating that it's not like these things are banned so people don't have fun. Like there's this weird, I, so I, I dove down a few really weird rabbit holes while researching this episode. There are people out there who feel very, very passionately about lawn darts. Mm -hmm. uh, less so about the water wiggle itself. Uh, yeah, but there are still one. people. Well, here's the thing. There are still people who are like, well, I grew up in the 60s and I remember my water wiggle and I had a ton of fun. And these kids today are just too soft. And I, I just you can't you can't adopt that attitude once a child's been killed. Right. It's not about you. It's about making it safer for everybody. And obviously there are certain hazards involved with a device that can pump dozens of gallons of water down a child's throat and cannot be dislodged from it. And there are safety issues regarding sharpened pieces of metal weighing half a pound being thrown through the air. I just, I, I would rather everybody's kids be safe than I have fun doing my lawn darts. But anyway, there, there was a whole subculture of people who get really passionate about how lawn darts need to be brought back uh in in their original form mm -hmm. and uh one of the one of the arguments that i saw over and over again is that well this is an adult game just like you wouldn't expect you know a kid to walk across a target range you wouldn't expect a kid to walk where people are playing lawn darts to which i say have you ever seen kids playing outside? <laughs> like, it's all chaos, my friend. Uh, if you're throwing beanbags, somebody's going to get one in the eye eventually. Mm -hmm. So, I, I I don't know. As far as, like, lawn, lawn games go, they're all supposed to be very casual and laid back and people having a good time while having a cookout or something. Not, 
not something with the potential of death, if, if that's okay with everyone. But you said how many units of the water wiggle sold? So about two and a half million water wiggles were sold. That's um, amazing. Yeah, no, it, it was a it was a popular toy. This is the thing about Whammo. Almost everything they tried either failed really quickly, so they discontinued it really quickly and they didn't lose a ton of money on it, mm-hmm. or was such a rampant success that they like you know, they'd manufacture something for two cents and be able to sell it for $5. That was sort of like their entire business model was essentially repeatedly getting, I hate to say getting lucky, Mm -hmm. but like seeing the fad before the fad existed and making sure that they were the ones producing it. Interesting. The hula hoop impact has never been replicated. There's never been any other toy that has come anywhere close to doing what the hula hoop did. A mm-hmm. um, hundred million units in three years. That's incredible. Like, I mean, and considering the population of the United States at the time, like that meant that like basically every household in America had a hula hoop. Mm-hmm. Like that's nuts, man. Right. I mean, it's a popular toy. I remember, you know, we had a bunch when we were growing up and we, yeah, had, very, we, had, like, <laughs> yeah. we had a limited toy selection. <laughs> And even we had a couple But we of had hula hoops, hoops man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm are you can you hula hoop? I, I yeah. I've tried and I'm bad at it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got the hips for it for sure. I, I do I do not. I lack the hips. Yep. I can't get the I can't get the swing. Yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. Uh interestingly enough, they were not the ones who named it the hula hoop. Oh hula yeah. Hula hoop. Uh they actually had to work around this in their trademark application mm-hmm. because uh the toy itself had been around since the 1860s, believe it or not. Hmm. Because, honestly, a, like, so-and-so in diameter hoop made of plastic or wood has, like, that's not really the the most, what do you call it, um, out there toy design. <laughs> well, there's that hoop <laughs> with a stick toy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, oh, what was that called? That has a very specific name, and I used to know what it was. Now I can't remember it. But anyway, so the toy, the the idea of a hoop Mm -hmm. that you would like whip around your midsection has been around since like the 1860s and had been affectionately known as a hula hoop uh, as a colloquialism because of uh, the the hula dances. Mm -hmm. Uh, And (laughs) uh, so when they tried to trademark it, they had to they had to do some stuff to trademark it, and I couldn't find exactly what they filed on the uh, on the patent application and on the trademark application mm-hmm. that allowed them to trademark hula hoop but they they pulled it off somehow uh so it was sort of a reverse of the frisbee thing like frisbee was the common name that just got attached to all flying disc toys and the hula hoop was excuse one that... you pluto platters Excuse me. Yes. Well, uh, all right. If you want to get technical, the Frisbee and the Pluto platter are slightly different. The Frisbee is heavier and it has a thicker edge to it so you can aim it better when you're throwing it. The Pluto platter was like almost like if you imagine the top of a um, of like a a, a a sized up top of like a Pringles can or something hmm. where you've got like it's sort of like almost completely flat with kind of a lid shape to it. And it'll fly. It'll fly great, but yeah. it, it's not quite a frisbee. Okay. So, 
you know. Speaking as people who grew up throwing around like yogurt lids and such, I mean, we we know these things. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so both the hula hoop and the frisbee obviously are in the toy hall of fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, the water wiggle and the lawn darts uh, have received no historic accolades other than those of cautionary tales. And that's it. That is the story of the water wiggle and the horrific circumstances that caused the deaths of two children. That is pretty awful. I can't imagine the level of sheer panic and terror. Like even just reading this, I had to take breaks because it's like, you can absolutely imagine a three-year-old or a five-year-old just getting one of these things in their mouths Mm -hmm. and, and then knowing that it's pumping gallon after gallon after gallon of water and you cannot get it out. Horrifying. Uh, It's, it's absolutely heart wrenching and also stomach churning. Like that is that primal parental fear kind of response. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not not, not here for it. Did hula hoops ever cause a death? I could not find any record of death by hula hoop. Uh, I did find one anecdotal source of life by hula hoop. Yeah. Uh, two people, apparently. Uh, we're at a party in the 1960s, and they uh, they decided to co-hula hoop, and everyone had had a bit to drink, and uh, nine months later, they had a baby. Gross. I mean, <laughs> so no deaths by hula hoop, but uh, one anecdotal life by hula hoop. Disturbing. A-, a little bit, a little bit. Here at Relative Disasters, we do fact-check our stories in an effort to give you the best disaster experience possible. If you'd like to read more about our story today, a more complete bibliography is available in our show notes. If we got anything wrong, please let us know. You can do that by emailing us at relative.disasters at gmail.com, or if you'd like to shame us publicly... You know you do. Why not use our Instagram, at relative.disasters. Uh, a big thank you to our patrons who support us on Patreon at Relative Disasters Podcast on Patreon. This week's episode is brought to you by Andrea. Andrea! Our Pluto Platter Air Traffic Control Officer. Nice. Uh, and Sarah. Sarah! Uh, the holder of the World Relative Disasters record for consecutive hula hooping. Nice job. Yes, excellent job, Sarah. So I have a I have a tiny little bit of housekeeping sure. before we continue on. Uh, we did have uh, first of all, thank you everybody who's writing in with your recommendations uh, for other disasters to cover. Yeah, we get some um, good ones. We we've gotten some good ones, and we've gotten a lot lately. I want to say like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, nine since the last episode aired. Oh my goodness! One of which I cannot find any references to so uh to listener jim who wrote in to suggest an event that occurred in 1872 uh if you could write in again with some more details because i could not find anything having to do with that and i'm interested always interested to learn well thank you so much for joining us for this episode of relative disasters we hope you've enjoyed the story and the discussion and please join us next time for another strange dangerous and interesting event from history my sister is taking a well-deserved hard-earned break next week yay yep 
Uh, so I will be back next week with a special guest host, Ooh. and we are going to be talking about maybe the nerdiest, most specific, most esoteric disaster ever. Uh, if you thought that the North American video game crash episode was like super nerdy and super specific, I did. Uh, well, we've got one that's even more so next Amazing. week. Uh, next week, uh, Ella, Ella, do you know anything about the card game Magic the Gathering? Um, I mean, do you know that it exists? <laughs> in theory. Yeah, in no, theory. I know it. Okay. It's, it's yeah. like a like a tabletop role-playing game, right? Like Dungeons and Dragons? Um, but no. with cards? Uh, no? Not, not necessarily. Uh, no, Magic is a, it's definitely a competitive uh tabletop card game okay with decks that you build yourself and uh, so it's not played with like a standard 52 card deck uh, it is the most successful trading card game of all time uh, it is the longest running trading card game of all time and we are going to talk about a very specific instance when it very nearly died really uh yes uh the it whole got too the nerdy whole... for even the nerds no, actually, <laughs> the problem was the basic requirement of any game is that it should be fun. Yes. And what happened was a very specific thing happened in Magic that made a very fun game very much not fun. On the next episode of Relative Disasters, we are going to be talking about Magic's Combo Winter. Sounds ominous. Yeah, it's so ominous. It's like nuclear winter, but... But different. Worse? Uh, Were you going to say worse? No, not worse. God, no. <laughs> Nerdier, maybe. Uh, but it, that's what we'll be discussing next episode. Well, Ella is off. And uh, and I, I hope that maybe two or three of you will feel up for sitting through that with me. All right. <laughs> well, I look forward to hearing all about it.